Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our podcast, Shine Bright with Jay and Sabina. Uh, welcome, everyone. And so oftentimes we're things are not right in life. We're not feeling happy about something. Think we're having difficulties. We start to think, ah, it's someone else's fault. Well, might be true. But <laughs> <laughs> the focus of this podcast is on self-change, is on life cultivation and those little changes that we can make in our own lives to, yes. to yeah, and it's lovely, it's very empowering, isn't it? And it's very beneficial. And sometimes we may record meditations and we also are going to invite guests into our conversation. Mm-hmm, totally. Uh, so you can find us on your favorite podcast apps. We're on Spotify, Podbean and Apple Podcasts. And if you like to watch us, we are on the Renshue YouTube channel, Renshue TV. Mm -hmm. And if you'd like to make a donation... We would love that. We would love that. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you can do that, actually, by going onto our website, www.shine-bright-center.co.nz. And go on to the onto the donation um, page. Mm -hmm. Is that it? That's it. Enjoy Let's get the started. podcast. Enjoy. <laughs> hey guys. Um, hey everyone. My name's Jay. And I'm Sabina. This is our podcast, and we have a special guest guest today. Uh, Kim. Kim. <laughs> nice to have you here, Kim. And our topic, the, the title was suggested by Kim. Uh, emotional freedom. Yes, and we invited Kim because mm -hmm. she is a pro in in this field. She has um, a lot of experience working with clients, but also um, in her own life. She will share a little bit with us. And mm -hmm. um, the cool thing is she's also a Rinchia teacher. So she can also look at this theme from a point of view for range mm. and and that ties in quite closely with the traditional chinese medicine view and the qigong view of emotions being a a form of energy in the body or the body having different flow of, of qi of life force through it and a strong emotion being actually can actually be a, a disruption to to that harmonious flow. Well, it's such a big topic. Uh, maybe Kim, you'd like to um, share, get us started with some of your thoughts around it. Ask me a question. <laughs> a question. <laughs> what would you like to know? So you, you were saying um, that there are no positive or negative emotions. Can you, can you elaborate a little bit on that? What do you mean with that? Yeah. So most people, when they think of emotions, they probably mostly tend to think of negative emotions when they're talking about emotions. And most people tend to judge so-called negative emotions as negative or bad. And 
what I mean by negative emotions is really what we're talking about are uncomfortable emotions, emotions that are not pleasant to experience. And for whatever reason, these have been labelled negative emotions. And actually, there are some very good reasons why why we should call them negative, and that we can talk about that in, in a moment about you know how they can harm the body. But fundamentally, there are no good or bad emotions. They're just pleasant or unpleasant, or we could even say harmful or beneficial. And just like a battery has two ends, a positive and a negative, and we don't say to the negative end, you're, you're a bad piece of the battery, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> say to the other end, or you're, you're a good battery, you know, a good piece of the battery. We don't say that. Um, so... They, they are what they are, and actually they have a purpose. There's, there's, there's a reason for emotions feeling the way they do. For example, fear, anger, hurt, loneliness, disappointment. We could say more the negative emotions, or we could say joy, happiness, peace, contentment, um, uh, trust, and more the positive emotions. And when we start to get in touch with our feelings and and understand why our body generates emotional responses because emotions are generated from inside the body as a felt sense sensation which we've labeled as a certain emotion when we start to get in touch with our feelings slash emotions and i tend to use those words interchangeably some people don't um i, I won't get into semantics of that uh, but when we start to get in touch with our feelings we start to understand why our body is generating or creating those emotional responses. And there's always an intelligent reason. It's yes. A, it's a form of communication. Job, interpret that communication. And one of the things I learned many years ago in one of the therapies that I, that I trained in was way back in 2006. And they used to say, okay, you've got a head intelligence and a body intelligence. The head intelligence is about analyzing and rationalizing and thinking. The body intelligence is about feeling and communicating. Uh, and it's about safety. But the body intelligence doesn't speak. It, it doesn't speak in words like, you know, English, Japanese, Chinese, whatever. It speaks through felt sense sensations and through emotion. And it's our job to to notice what that feedback is and to be able to interpret it because there's a message within the communication. For example, if the body triggers fear, then on one level we could say uh, that's the body saying I'm afraid of something and you need, you need to take notice and you need to take preventative action to avoid the potential threat or maybe it might even be a real threat. On a deeper level, we we know in Renshui that fear is very connected with our patterns and our unhealthy patterns of consciousness, and so we can explore more. Okay, what 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 are the patterns here that are related with the fear? Because unhealthy patterns and fear and stress are all very intimately related. So that that's just the start of an answer to that question. Mm-hmm. It makes me something that occurred to me as the fear can take me back if i feel the emotion the normal way i might respond to an emotion if i don't think about it is i might actually just run away from it or hide from it or we're like that doesn't feel nice so i pick up my phone you know like don't want to see the emotion 
but if I can actually just be with the emotion and see it for what it is, the like you say, the fear might be telling me something. It might be take, telling me to take action or or the emotion is telling me to take action or communicate in some way or address a situation in some way. Or it might be telling me that my patterns believe there is danger there. And then I need to look at my patterns and say, well, is this, I need, it's like, what is, what is it telling me now? Do I need to listen to this information? And it, it's like you say, it's a really big topic there. Mm. Mm. And, you know, uh, as, as Kim said already, like when, how do we really recognize um, emotions? And that is when our state is disturbed. You know, in range here, we try to have a relaxed, calm and natural state as much as possible. So when I feel myself coming out of that state, then very often that is an emotion getting me out and behind the emotion is a pattern. And I have to say for myself, like, you know, when you're on this life cultivation path, then it's often... Um, tempting to suppress the emotions because we want to be, you know, we want to yeah, be so happy and so loving and so nice and so good. And I, I really only have learned, I would say, over, over the last few years to really be honest with myself and with my emotions and not to push them away, you know, not to say, nah, you're not good. <laughs> They are not, yeah. they're not bad. They are here for us to, to discover our patterns, aren't they? Yeah, and not, not facing our feelings and dealing with them is one of the biggest causes of problems, mm. both emotionally, mentally, and physically. Uh, it, it can get so serious that we can get seriously ill, and that's what mm. happened for me personally and happens for many, many people. And one of the things that I learned, which was a turning point for me, which was back in 2000 when I started to really properly learn about emotions, was that while it was a saying that my teacher said to me, and he said, thoughts are rational, emotions are irrational, and you can't think your feelings away. Mm -hmm. And what most people are trying to do is that up in their head, and they're trying to think their feelings away they're getting stuck in a story you know when you go around and around in the story they're right I'm or they're wrong and I'm right and this shouldn't have happened and all the thoughts that go around and around and around and I always like to say that thoughts and and feelings are two sides of the same coin or we could say you know feelings and patterns are two same sides of the same coin uh, you know when we have all our thoughts and our patterns of, of thinking then they're going to create specific emotions and vice versa when we have specific emotions they're going to you know um, exacerbate certain thoughts or or uh, patterns and so one of the things that people of uh, you know what's useful to really learn is that what emotions really want because they can't be thought away what they really want is to be validated emotions want validation Mm. And, if, you know, anybody can just remember a time when they felt upset and then somebody tried to fix them or say something, you know, to 
to fix the problem, it doesn't make you feel better because you haven't felt heard, right? Mm. You haven't felt heard or listened to, acknowledged, recognized, etc. And this comes back to emotional needs. Um, and even we could say, you know, uh, human nature needs is that we have, from an emotional perspective, we have certain emotional needs uh, for, uh, from a very young age, literally from the moment we're born. Uh, they're initially they're called developmental needs and then they're called emotional needs. And, and they're things like feeling loved, feeling cherished, feeling validated, feeling recognized, mm. feeling listened to. And if we don't get enough of that in a healthy way, uh, up, you know, before the age of seven, that, that's when all these emotional patterns, because we can have, you know, in Ren Shui, we say patterns of consciousness and the, the heart patterns. But I also say we have emotional patterns. So we create these unconsciously, of course, we create all these emotional patterns of protection and everything to do with patterns comes back to protection. We're trying to protect ourselves, but it's not just a physical protection. It's an emotional protection. And so yes. we unconsciously create the, the, these emotional patterns to protect ourselves from feeling the feelings because nobody has taught us how to dissipate emotional energy. And that's all it takes. It takes just knowing how to label and identify feelings and dissipate that energy, which actually can be done incredibly quickly and efficiently. And then we don't have to hide from our emotions anymore. Hmm. I, I have a curious example of, I'll see if I can put it into words. It's one of those experiences you have in a meditation practice where, where you so to speak, download a lot of information very fast and have and have a, a, a realization, we call it. Uh, basically, I was mulling over, I was doing what we were talking about. I was actually addressing some emotion that I'd been hiding from. And you could say the emotion that I was hiding from was really difficult. It was guilt. I was been hiding from a lot of guilt and guilt over just trivial, silly things, like just feeling guilty all the time or apologizing all the time just in case I'd done something wrong. And, and it got to the point where I was like, I can really see this guilt. This needs to be addressed. And I somehow I asked the right question to myself. And the question was like, how can I make it all right? How can I, how can I let all this guilt from the past go? And the information I got from a deeper part of myself and, and Renshaw Weeks call it the true self, it just said, always be true and sincere. I just said, always be true and sincere. And it was so like, oh, so the guilt was there to show me that something needed to change. Because actually, do you know what it's like? It's like in this, and this is obviously not covering the whole spectrum of what emotions are about, but it's just a narrow aspect of it. In this world, we have a little devil on our shoulder and a little angel on our shoulder, just like those cartoons. Um, and, you know, they make fun of in the cartoons because sometimes they'll do a cartoon character who's only got one devil and another devil or something like that. They make fun of it. But in, in life, it's a bit like that because if we, if we act in our own self-interest or we act in a way that goes against our conscience, we know it deep down we know it so there are some emotions there that come about because we need to make adjustment that's mm. just one place they come from 
Yeah, guilt and shame are very interesting emotions um, compared to some other emotions. And mm. and what I've learned is that we could say there's real guilt and false guilt. Real mm. guilt is when we have that feeling inside of us that we haven't been honest or maybe we've been disrespectful to somebody else and our heart doesn't like it. Uh, our heart mm. doesn't like it at all because the heart thrives on honesty and mm. uh, openness and all, all, all that sort of thing. And so when we've been disrespectful or dishonest in some way, either we've lied to somebody else or maybe we've lied to ourselves or we've been disrespectful, our heart will tell us and we'll get that horrible sort of feeling of feeling mm. guilty. And the only way is to make amends. And I remember one sir saying once, you probably remember as well, when he said, mm. if you've done something wrong, even even if you're only slightly 1% in the wrong, you must make amends. And that is the only thing that will bring the relief to the heart, you know, to clear that feeling. Mm. Um, so that's what I call real guilt. But false guilt, which is actually what most people experience most of the time, is when they feel guilty, but they actually haven't done anything wrong. Yeah. And that is all the case of when people that that comes back really to self-worth issues um for example you know their mother rings them up and says can you come and do something and they say no and then they feel guilty um mm -hmm. uh, but that comes back to it's a, it's a boundary issue and a self-worth issue mm -hmm. so the solution for that is that we have to again work on our patterns and, and clear our, our patterns and and work on our five shin and cultivate our five shin yeah and uh, increase our you know self-worth etc yeah yeah maybe if we're lucky we can see where like earlier parts of our life where that pattern might have been born from where where we may have started to to have those false beliefs um, yeah yeah mm. i have to say um I just find a pattern work, Terentia pattern work, extremely powerful. I just want to give a little example. I have been told throughout my whole life from different people, people that there is a lot of anger inside of me. And I just, I just could not see that anger. I just know, I don't know like where I, I don't see it. I'm not an angry person. I, I couldn't feel it. But in the last few weeks, I have, for the first time in my life, seen anger. And another amazing example of how good we are in suppressing emotions. Because mm. what I did is I, I made it so invisible that I didn't even feel it. Yeah. But it was there, or it's still there. It's there. It's there in a in a way you can't even imagine. Like it's it's just wow. And and what I love so much about this method is like it leads us in such a gentle way to see these things that you can really see the potential of facing it, of acknowledging it, of validating it, like what you said, Kim. I really like that validating. Because that anger is there for a reason. But it's not serving me anymore. Mm. Yeah, well, anger is what I call a protective emotion. And there will always be emotions underneath it. 
So usually it will be something along the lines of hurt, disappointment, maybe up to betrayal or also fear. And mm. so anger is like a, a lion trying to protect its cubs and and, and it's like a, a, a wrapper with a sweet inside. So the wrapper is the anger and the sweet inside is the hurt or the disappointment or whatever the other emotions are. And, you know, it's really, really important to know how to deal with anger because uh, it is what probably one of the most destructive emotions. Um, it's one of the most powerful emotions. And I actually heard a story many, many years ago that somebody, because it's connected with the liver, you know, which is why we say I was livid with anger, you know, liver, gallbladder, or to, we, we know in Chinese medicine is... is, is Can you the, say to uh, me like gall is, your, your gall is rising or something like that? It's a saying, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, or green with envy. Yeah. The uh, bile yeah. is green, and uh, yeah, I heard of somebody who got so angry that they actually split their liver. I mean, they must have been really rageful to do that. Uh, but you know, the more in tune one gets inside one's body, the more one can feel what happens energetically inside one's body when emotions are generated or triggered. Uh, one can feel the constriction, for example, in in the liver and the energy flow upwards because it moves upwards whereas fear goes downwards we can really feel the effect in the internal organs and for mm -hmm. me anyway because i've had to work a lot on anger uh, it's it's one of the most uh biggest motivators if you like for 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 dealing with emotions is, is to really recognize the impact the negative impact that they yeah. can have on, on the internal organs yeah that's so interesting and then Obviously, the the impact it has on the organs, um, the impact it has on your thinking. You know, when you get angry, how you can be completely unclear. If if I got defensively angry in a conversation with someone, I wouldn't be able to listen to reason. I know that that would be you'd stop listening to reason. the The other thing that occurs to me is is if you know people who have been alcoholics for a really long time or on or elderly people who have been on really strong medication that affects the liver actually that can really affect that can be the condition of the liver and therefore the chair of the liver affecting their ability to regulate that emotion as well and it becomes quite apparent and it's nice to have some compassion for people who you know that they actually don't have very good control of their emotions because of that condition, the condition that they're in. Yeah, it's all interconnected, the physical body, the mind, the emotions, uh, you know, so yes. what we eat will have a huge impact because the liver has to detoxify. And so if we're putting toxins into our body, you know, whether it's food, cigarettes, uh, alcohol, caffeine, etc., cetera, uh, that's going Im to impact our mental, emotional state. I've just got to um, get my cord i forgot to plug in my my laptop because we swapped okay. laptop. Right. Yeah. We'll, so we'll edit this bit out carry on i'll be back in a second or maybe we'll leave or maybe we'll leave it in we'll just see what, how it goes that was cool i was going to ask her um talking about anger that was what i was going to ask him I, I was like can you because i loved what she was saying about guilt and and regret and then I was thinking, well, what about anger? And then you gave a perfect example. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because she also said that um, anger is protection. 
And what I saw is like that in a situation, I made the decision to go into anger to escape. So it was actually an escape mechanism for me to, yeah. to, to actually, it was very clearly I went out. I needed yeah. to go out to be able to handle it. And what I love so much about this retreat, and so it was just happening in the right time, like for me, it was just so clear that even in the worst case situations, the best option is always to go into our heart. Mm -hmm. But we have made as humans these choices over our whole history to go out into the mm. anger and into the fear and into all of that. It was, it's very fascinating. It's really would a you say like, Would you say like to acknowledge that have we been, how we've been talking about it to kind of accept, fully accept and acknowledge the emotion. And it's to me, I feel it like you say, the emotion will take me out, but the emotion at the same time, if I go right to it, also also take me into my heart or I can because it'll show me something that's not right and then I can go into my heart from there yeah. yeah I think with anger because because it is a protective defensive emotion and because it is so destructive inside the body and it's the wood element and wood grows and grows and grows so we don't want to um, in a way we want to validate the anger but we, we certainly don't want to be putting our attention on it to clear it mm. where we might do with other emotions and, mm. and and so one of the things that is the most useful to do with anger is to identify well what am i feeling underneath the anger you know and and that will be the hurt the disappointment the fear whatever and then mm. address that more directly and another thing that i did because you know i had a real pattern of anger and and there's still little traces left but it's it, it is much different to what it used to be and uh, I, I started experimenting with opening my heart when I was angry. But it has to be done in, in that moment that the anger starts to come up. So, for example, if I was driving on the motorway in Auckland and somebody cut me off, you know, my old pattern would have been to, to get angry because, of course, that's a defensive survival mechanism. So, you know, there, it is part of human nature, right? But we're... We're learning to transcend that in, in wrench way. And so instead of going into the normal anger response, I would immediately energetically open my heart. And that just changed everything. Mm. To open the heart. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. So it's 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 just like a little technique that one can just start to practice. And it does make a huge difference. And one could do that in a lot of situations. Mm. When I, when I did my um, Ling Yuan, it didn't do only one, but that first um, one where I started to see the anger, it was really beautiful because when I came to the replacement pattern, actually the first thing that came up was like a monster rising up in front of me. It was black. It was a bit like a genie coming out of its, its kind of jar. And... And Shin showed me, I need to go into my heart and connect to love. 
And you know what you did too, um, Kim, you went into your heart and you opened it. It's just so powerful, our heart. It can, it can keep us safe in any situation, you know? Yeah, but the problem is what I, um, Dr. Bradley Nelson, he, he's done, uh, he, he teaches a thing called the Emotion Code and I did his training a few years ago and he um, talks about a heart wall. So what happens is unconsciously we take all the emotions that we don't want to feel and they are stored actually in the body all over the place mm. and certain organs and tissues, interestingly enough, are designed to hold certain emotions and emotional frequencies until they can be cleared, which is why we end up having problems in certain parts of our body because that, you know, that, that organ or organ tissue is designed to hold that emotion. Um, uh, but anyway, that, that will be going off on another tangent. Uh, but anyway, he, he talks about how we take the emotional energy that we're holding inside of us and, and we build what is called a heart wall. Uh, a wall of energy energetically around our heart. So just like we have the pericardium which protects the, the heart physically, we create this emotional wall of energy around our heart. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, as we do that, we're, we're creating this barrier with ourselves. Uh, whereas, you know, like Wanta talks about in, in openness, you know, when, when, the, when the door is closed, nothing can come in and nothing can go out. And so then we wonder why we can't find love or whatever, because uh, there's this heart wall around our heart. So we have to start to dismantle the heart wall. And of course, doing, you know, trust and openness in, in Tong Wan is, you know, very useful for that. So, so I'll just jump in because there's been a few references. So Tong Yuan is is a method in the Yuan Qigong practice, which is part of the Rinchui system, and then Ling Yuan, which Sabina also mentioned, that's that's another method. They're both essentially meditation techniques, one for opening the heart and one for using an open heart to start a dialogue with your true self. We've done we have done some podcasts on that if you're interested in in, in some of those topics. Jay, um, you wanted to say something before. Can you remember what it was? No. No. <laughs> That's okay. Um, what I would love to is, um, because Kim told us she had a really lovely experience in one of the retreats, and I'm not sure if it's going to be a great way of maybe ending this podcast. Kim, you, you would know. Would that be nice to share? Yeah, I'd, I'm... I mean, it was an experience, but it was, for me, it was, I mean, it was a light bulb moment for me, really. Uh, and it was actually the first retreat that I ever did with Wansu in 2009. And for nine years prior to that, I had been very diligently working on clearing emotions every day, doing meditations to, to, to clear and process emotional energy so i'd made quite a lot of progress and actually i'd healed myself from chronic fatigue and depression through through doing that um, because depression is very often the depressing of emotions and chronic fatigue is the is the chron uh, chronically uh, holding in emotions 
that's not the only reason for chronic mm. fatigue, but it's a big part of it often. So I got myself well, and but through really working mainly on clearing emotional energy um, in many different ways. And so then I went to Wonsa's retreat, and it was quite a you know a deep experience for me um like it probably is for most people when they get to the first retreat and back then it was you know we did a lot of practice you know we did quite a few hours of practice every day um which i always find very very beneficial for me and i went into i didn't realize it at the time but i went into quite a deep state and i could feel inside my body chi moving in different organs to become emotional energy which would then if it was to continue to um to move in that way it would it would turn into an emotion so it was like right from the start of before it even became an emotion and i could feel it starting to spiral to become an emotion and then i don't quite know how i did it but i was able to spiral it back to nothingness <laughs> wow before it became an emotion and i and i just noticed that this was happening and i was in a very still place inside me and then i can't quite remember how it happened i don't know if it was well, i think it must have been um i, don't, I can't remember exactly i'm sorry but um once they're talking you know in his lectures about calm relaxed natural i think he was you know bringing you know that in and and i started to think to myself is he saying that we don't have to experience negative emotions anymore and you know i'd been doing these practices from another school of qigong you know but for nine years and thinking that i was going to have to be doing that for the rest of my life and that i would always have so-called negative emotions I, I just thought well that's just how it is you know and you just keep working on them never thinking that eventually at some point you won't have to work on them anymore <laughs> and so i remember getting up and asking a question and saying are you saying that at some point well, i remember you asking that question oh, do you <laughs> do you yeah and saying it because i was just i was in shock to be quite honest it was like this revelation <laughs> And I, and I had to check for myself, you know, I had to ask. And I said, are you saying that we, we don't have to experience, we get to a point where we don't have to experience negative emotions? And the answer was basically yes. And that just really just shocked me. I don't quite know why, but it, but it did. And I remember after the retreat, because I was still in this really still space, and I don't think actually I've ever got back to such a state since, you know, not 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 really. I mean, it went on for about three months, but then it slowly wore off. And and I remember telling friends, do you know that you don't have to, because that's what I was experiencing, right? I wasn't experiencing any <laughs> negative emotions anymore. There was just peace and stillness and whatever inside. And and I would I was saying to people, do you know that you don't have to experience negative emotions anymore? And they're okay. And there, some people were actually getting quite upset, um, mm -hmm. you know, and saying, well, no, that's not right. And I, I want to feel my emotions and, yeah. you know, and I want to feel uh, even, you know, the positive emotions because they thought that meant maybe I was saying that you, you, you won't be experiencing positive emotions 
either, which wasn't what I was meaning. I was meaning more the negative side of things. And so I stopped talk, telling, I stopped talking to people about it because I thought, okay, they're not really getting what I'm saying, so I won't, I won't talk about it anymore. But yeah. for me, I got it. Hmm. I got, I got the truth of that, and I'm not there yet. But I never went back to where I was before that retreat. Hmm. Um, there was a shift, and yeah. now, I mean, you know, like I can. In generally speaking, I can process emotions when they do come up because they still do come up, but I can process them pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, it was it was quite a revelation. Yeah. Oh, that's really beautiful. And it's such a I, I will add in it's such a big topic. Um, just it's so tricky, isn't it? Because because I know that people could be listening to this right now and they do have really big emotions and big problems in life that they might be dealing with mm. and hopefully this has maybe just widened the door a little bit about what is possible but it's definitely not saying that what you're feeling or or what how you choose to deal with things is not valid it's just like let's just keep opening that door to more and more possibilities about how we can look at these things yeah i like to look mm. at it like it's planting a seed for the future um, mm. but yeah you know we are where we are and it is like just like doing any practice of ren shui you know with ling one tong one whatever mm -hmm. it's it's just practice you know we have to chip yeah. away at it and it's doing our best without expectation which yeah. is being gentle with ourselves and compassionate bringing the heart qualities in again mm. yeah Mm. I think we'll probably Jay, would you like to say something? Oh, another, like Kim was saying at the start, she could talk for a very long time on the subject. So I'm gonna say that there'll be more there'll be more podcasts on this topic for sure, because yeah. there's just so much to share. But hopefully this has been um a good introduction. Kim, maybe you would like to just give us an email, not an email, a, a, a website or something that you've got that people, if people are interested in your work, they can track you down and and learn a bit more about what you're teaching. In your sure. perspective. I just want to, I just, there's one last thing I'd like to add, and it was actually just something that once was said on the re recent retreat, which I thought was really useful, is he was talking about how the consciousness in the head is like the CPU of a, com of a computer and the heart is like the monitor. And so when we have our heart pattern turning up, which usually is very relate, related with emotions, you know, when we get emotionally disturbed, then we're often gonna feel it in our heart. Uh, we say, you know, our hurt is stored in our heart. Uh, then, you know, we, we, if we have that, that image, if you like, of the, the heart being the monitor and the head being the CPU, uh, which of course normally you know you see what's on the monitor but you're not looking at what's in the CPU and so mm -hmm. in way we can work through the Tong one practice through the uh, to, to work on the heart and then the Ling one practice to work on mm. the CPU I found that a really useful analogy mm. um, um, yeah. I also I, yeah it is a it is a process and you guys are talking about that process and I know what you're talking about Kim sometimes 
I'm in a place where emotions do not dominate my life. Other times I'm in a place where very strong emotions are being seen and dealt with, but it's been very special. It's been coming from a place where I was completely emotionally shut down, that I was actually not able to even feel my emotions anymore. And they were, a lot of them were just very repressed to a place where I can feel them and process them and understand them and come back to a place where I'm not actually in a place where I have less feelings. I'm in a place where I have more feelings because I feel connection and love. And, and if, if there's uncertainty or anger or anything like that, that comes up, I'm able to address it. So it's so, it's such a different place that we can be if, but, yeah. but it does, but it is, takes time and takes work it's you'd be lucky some people maybe they're lucky and they'll find a quick fix but for most people you want to find something that works and then start applying it and and doing the work over time yes mm. hey guys thank you so much this was very beautiful actually i feel really nice in my heart and mm. um Tim, we are going to put your um website into the description i think that's the best way of doing it and um so people can have a look and hmm. you know find out more about all your yeah. amazing knowledge yeah so pleased with that how nice to see you kim thank how you. nice to have you with us <laughs> yeah it's been lovely <laughs> mm. thank you okay yeah. everybody okay enjoy wherever you are in your day uh, yes, thank you for everyone for listening and thank you Kim and Sabina for um, such a beautiful conversation and yeah, have great days, great evenings, afternoons, mornings, um, middle of the night and you wake up and you have to listen to a podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs>